0: no good and what it do we'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending time with us you're listening to pulling back the curtain podcast the most provocative and entertaining podcast in all this pandemic land we're hitting you with the dopest topics the rawest opinions coming at you with straight up facts that's right no fake news here we're about to perform miracles ladies and gentlemen by giving sight to the blind i'm Jewel st james i'm dead
1: press I'm Novak.
0: On today's pod, we'll be pulling back the curtain on all things COVID-19, including the effects that it has had on our everyday life and how we can proceed moving forward. Fellas, what's happening?
2: Man, how's it going, guys? Uh, Happy Friday that feels like a Monday. Same here. Going pretty good. What about you? Just quarantine life, working from home, and trying to uh, pretend that uh, life is normal, uh, but definitely not easy right now.
0: <laughs> oh. Hey, so what yeah. you guys What you guys doing while you're being quarantined right now?
1: I mean, right now it's work as usual. I mean, I'm still working every day from home. E-learning suck. You know, I think it's a waste of
2: time. But, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yes. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we definitely going to get into that because I'm, I'm telling you, I, I feel really uh, – really bad for the parents that are working from home and they have the, the younger kids that they're having to homeschool right now. I mean, cause a lot of times these parents are now seeing what the, these teachers have to deal with. And they're probably starting to see that their kids aren't the little angels that they think that they are. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are bad, man. But man, let's, uh, let's get to it, man. So, uh, we were just talking earlier in the week how, you know, we were wondering what was gonna happen with the, the stay at home order. And we see the JB went ahead and, uh, you know, extended everything through the end of May. So as we looked at the current data guys, and I'm not sure if you guys took a look, but I looked at it earlier and it looks like for Illinois, we today we had our record number of cases. So we had 2,724 new uh, cases. And when you look at that, being, you know, our biggest, you know, increase the date. How are you guys, you know, feeling about when we may flatten this curve? Because we know that we're bending the curve a bit, but what do you guys think as far as predictions for, you know, how we're going to or when we will flatten the curve? I think, I think you're still looking at, you know, middle
1: of June, early July, because right now the problem is they're doing more tests, and the problem with tests, you're getting false positives. So with the testing, all you're doing is getting, you know, the actual infected number up right now. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to see if it's bending right now, because if you're doing 10,000 tests today at this point, the numbers will be a little bit misleading. I mean, you're going to get a lot of infections. You're, you're going to get more deaths. But you also got to think about the people that are passing away where they're not even given a cause of death at this point. So it's, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> fake news in that situation in terms of what's going on out there. Yeah,
0: Although, not, man, I think it's... Yeah, uh... kidding
2: about the
0: Oh my bad, their prayers. I think you know it's, it's like watching the, it's like watching the stock market for me. It's going up and down, and what we doing, and and what. I think it's see it's still fluctuating. It's going up and down. I mean from, from from the middle of March to April seventh, like you know the first week of April, we was like under sixty deaths per every five days. Now from the middle of, of uh from the second week of April till now. Uh, we're over sixty and up to 120 deaths for every five days. So, like, it's it's not curving. And when when will it curve? Is yeah, that's the that's the million dollar million dollar question. Like like uh, Novak said, maybe June, July. you know, we get a little warmer, get hot. That humidity. Uh, hopefully, that'll you know that'll do the trick. I'll, uh, I'll say I this right now. Right now, it's you know, state Right now, I know we get over. 33,000 cases, you know, 1,500 deaths. So, man, this thing got to, it got to curve soon.
2: The one thing I was going to say, too, these, uh, the stay-at-home uh, orders that we've had, I, I, can you imagine uh, what, how things would have been if we didn't, uh, especially here in Illinois, if we didn't jump on this sooner? I mean, the the, the models that I saw is that we could have had 14X times the number of deaths, if not for these stay-at-home orders.
0: Oh, wow. Right, right, right. That's a good point, too.
1: Well, I totally agree. I mean, the stay-at-home order is definitely helping out, but people still got to do their part, in, you know, wear the mask and put on gloves. You know, I, I like what some towns are starting to do around the Chicagoland area. They're starting to, you know, make people wear the mask inside, you know, the, the places of business. They're also starting to uh, just crack down on people trying to socialize in the stores, which is a good thing, because, Walmart's turned into a nightclub now, almost. People are going in there hanging out, you know, talking, <laughs> you know, buying chips, you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> that's
0: hilarious. Yeah, that's the day. That's a new spot, Walmart. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: There's some there's some real interesting stairs in there, man. People have got a little bit hard up out there, man. It's different.
2: Walmart is a special place right now. So you know what you so you bring up a point, uh, Novak, that I want to touch on a little bit. So you mentioned with the the mask, right? So we we saw some, you know, order that may be coming down the pipes where it's going to be mandatory for people to wear masks when they you know go to grocery stores and things of that nature. How do you feel about that? Well, I think I think that's a necessary evil right now.
1: But I think the big problem with the whole mask situation is that there's such a monopoly on them, and some people are making masks out of everything. You know, some people are wearing things that are not even masked. You know, they look like they're about to commit a felony or something. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's just, it's just I, I think it's a good a move in the right direction, but I think people got to take it serious. And then at the same time, you know, you can't come in with a cell phone stuck to the side of your mask, talk, you Get the cell phone carries bacteria. So you can't defeat the purpose of wearing a mask if you got to pull your mask instead of talking on your cell phone. So, I mean, there's a lot of little things that people are doing. There's a lot of behavioral things got to change before, you know, we get this thing under control.
0: How you feel, Jules uh as far as the the mass stuff I think like 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 Novak said to echo off what he said it it's it helps it's, it's' it's one thing that helps I mean the provision tips they have for you know you know avoid uh close contact with sick individual you know no brainer frequently wash hands with soap and water no brainer not touching your eyes and nose and mouth with unwashed hands, you know practicing good uh respiratory hygiene, you know, all them things that we should be doing on a daily basis anyway. But I get it, you know, sometimes you're in a hurry, you use the bathroom, you're like, you know what? Nah, forget it. I ain't wash my hands today. I'm all right. But no, we gotta we gotta uh, you know what I'm saying uh do things to watch our own cells to protect our own cells from getting sick and the little things like that, you know, will will help. Uh another thing also I was looking at uh you can check your, you know, checking temperature. And also, uh, you can purchase these oximeters I've been reading about. Check your oxygen levels that's in your body. Now, once you're a normal healthy person, oxygen level is like 95% or something like that. If it declines, it will let you know. And that will be a good indicator to, you know, what, you know, let me check it out. Let me go to the doctor and get checked out. And hopefully, I don't, I'm not coming down with the coronavirus or, or the flu or anything else. Because it affects your rep- respiratory system. That's
2: actually so, a that's actually a really good point.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I've heard I've heard about those devices. I think that's a really good point. I mean, a lot of people are um, using digital uh, thermometers right now. I don't know if you saw the one with the Bluetooth on it, so you connect it to your phone. Yep. So, so people are doing constant uh, temperature checks all day to see if there's a change in the temperature. I mean, the weird thing about it is most people aren't going to show any symptoms of the coronavirus. I mean, most people are going to be dormant with the virus, so I mean, right. it's, I think it's affecting the, you know, the older people in the communities. But I think the younger people are carrying it a lot easier. A lot of the kids have it for, apparently, but kids are like the you know like the animals; they're not dying from it at this point. So I you know you got to be really careful with you know younger kids because younger kids can be carriers
0: for it. Yeah, this, I mean, that's, it's, it's it's scary when you you know you have this this, this virus where. Some people don't even have any symptoms, you know, so that's some, you know, I think you ever dealt with anything like that, and that's something to take consideration and stuff. If you, if you help the individual, you also kind of like, you know what, let me, let me be aware of where I'm going. Maybe not going to a person that's having health issues or an elderly person or anything like that. Let me check, let me do my own test on myself first, even though I don't have any symptoms. I know it's going to be kind of hard to do, but. If you want to, you know, visit your loved ones or whatever, I think is necessary.
2: Well, I don't know, man. That's kind of a a tough, uh, you know, thing to look at here. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, they're preaching to us about, you know, practicing the social distancing, meaning, you know, you might not be able to, you know, actually go see your loved one. Like, for instance, with my mother, she recently had to have a second COVID test just because she had exposure to my grandmother who did pass away from COVID. And the thing about it is, I haven't really seen my mom. I've talked to her on the phone. I've done some Zoom calls with her, but she's self-correcting, you know. So the thing about it is is that we have to just make sure that we're all doing our part to, you know, be safe out here. And, you know, we're going to have to make sacrifices, you know, to make sure that, you know, we're protecting our loved ones and also protecting ourselves. And then, Novak, you brought up a point about the mask, you know, earlier in this discussion. One of the things I want to kick over to you guys both to talk about is, Let's just be honest here. There is a disparity between people that are, are going to have access to masks and then those people out here that don't have access to masks. So if we're going to have a mandate come down the pipes, you know, and we're going to make this mandatory, then what are we going to be doing as a city and as a state to make sure that all citizens have access to masks? Because right now, when I go out, I see a lot of people that don't have them. I see people that are using all kinds of makeshift things to, you know, pose as a mask, like you mentioned earlier, know that.
1: I think I think what the big thing is it's more of a responsibility to society right now, you know, fellow fellow Chicagoans in our situation, to start looking out for other people that can't afford these masks to start, you know, maybe helping out if you got extra masks, give somebody some one. I did that the other day in the parking lot. I saw somebody didn't have one and I'm like, you know, take one of mine because, you know, I had three in the car. So it's not, you know, it's more of a situation looking out for other people. I think it's more of a social responsibility for people to take care of other people in this situation because... If you don't take care of them, they can affect you know your wife, your loved one, you know your 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 brother, your sister, or somebody else. So you got to look at it as I mean I think it's a responsibility for the city of Chicago as well to you know to make sure that masks are being passed out in areas where they're most needed. I mean you know in African American community right now the big thing is there's a there's a shortage of ma- masks right now. There are people that don't have them. Uh, most other neighborhoods like that you know there's no masks because they're they're hard to get. In other neighborhoods, you know, people are buying them from eBay and Amazon. They're paying, you know, top dollar for them, 80% markup. And not everybody's going to go out there and pay $80 for a mask or $20 for a special mask or special filters. But I think we can do our part to help people out.
0: I think, uh as far as the situation, I think uh, uh, i say the city, the city-state, you know, has to supply. Me, personally, I think they should supply everybody with masks. And, and then people need to come to where I'm at because you got cats on the corner selling masks now. I don't know where they get them from, but they selling masks ten for ten dollars. Yeah, you know I'm, what? I, I've seen that, man. I was
2: uh, I was at a grocery store and they was selling twenty for twenty. I'm like, where are they getting all these masks
0: from? <laughs> right, where these masks come from? Because then they say it, it wasn't the, the city talking about or or the country talking about it was shortage of masks. Well, a lot of these businesses that tried to reopen.
1: We're giving out their masks to people. Like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the big ones, the movie theaters thought they were going to try to open up, you know, I guess, you know, at the end of this month. So they're not going to open up. So I heard that they were giving away boxes of masks and people are selling them back on the street. Like I know over in uh, over the Austin area, they're selling them. I mean, masks are 10 for 10, 20 for 20. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. Uh, right? yeah. I mean, they even they're even taking crown royal bags to turn them into masks at this point. I've, I've seen I've seen war bags, man, with with the
0: yellow strings from the crown royal um, logo. I
1: mean, it's
0: nuts. <laughs> right. It didn't, It don't have to be the N95 mask. Like Novak was saying, people are using bandanas, they're using scarves, they're using t-shirts, they're using diapers, they're using everything. I saw a pair of panties today.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I saw a pair. I saw a pair of drawers the other day. I was like, "Wow, silk panties draws. <laughs> yeah, like, you had know, on silk drawers in Walmart, looking like looking like Sub Zero, man. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that
2: per, that that person was on some other stuff, man.
1: Yeah, it probably was, man. I was in Rhode Island, Walmart. You know what yeah, That 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 wasn't Corona
2: related. <laughs> that's just a nasty person, man.
1: <laughs> Somebody else yeah, yeah, out there went broke. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah,
0: you can use anything just have a mask. Hey, just the whole the whole point is just have a mask on. And and that and also uh you know uh uh glasses too, if you you know, if you want to extra protect yourself. Yeah, yep.
1: people are starting to do that. People I saw a guy with goggles on the other day. That's how deep it is. I mean I use my Nike running mask, you know, because you know, I use that with the filters on the front. Uh, I right. use sometimes I use the N95. I don't like the N95 because it's hot, you know, for some apparent reason. You got this mask on where, you know, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's very uncomfortable for small kids. You know, I still haven't figured out the one you know to use for my daughter at this point. It, it's crazy because they refuse to wear them. But you know, I end up having to leave her at home a lot. And I go out and I go out to take care of things. Yeah, that's probably
2: that's probably for the best, man, for sure. Uh, so you brought up earlier, Novak, uh, that you know our African American community is you know we're seeing a lot of uh, you know disparity in between in the, in the way of masks, and we're also seeing some of the spikes in numbers there. Where are you guys seeing the, the biggest spikes and the biggest hotspots for this uh, virus?
1: I said it's the West Side, South Side, right now because the big issue. You also got to think that. You know, due to the fact that most of our neighborhoods are food deserts, and you're also talking about the quality of food around you, you're also talking about health issues, pre existing health uh, conditions. You know, um, you're seeing a lot of spikes, you're seeing a lot of death uh, right now because, one, yeah, I mean, you live a healthy lifestyle, a lot of these viruses are easy to fight off, opposed to like, you know, if you live in certain neighborhoods, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult.
0: Yeah, I think the uh, another thing with, uh, as far as hotspots, these senior citizen um, homes, they're getting it the worst, you know, because they're all in there together, you know. And um, also your your shelters, shelters are getting it. And, um, you know, places where you get big, big uh, quantity of people that stay in under one one building. You know? Oh,
2: yeah, that's, that's interesting that you bring up the, uh, the, the nursing facilities, because I'm not sure if you guys are following the news, but that Symphony uh, Healthcare system. They've been hit hard with that. They there's uh their center out in Juliet, um, where my grandmother was staying. She obviously uh you know succumbed to the COVID virus, but they've had 27 people to date that have passed. And they also have a a center on in South Shore that has been hit. 30% of their uh, you know, their their residents have also tested positive. So that community is really being hit hard. Wow, I'm sorry,
1: man. Yeah, sorry, um, yeah. I mean, you know, this senior committee committee is getting hit hard because it's hard to do social distancing in a, um, you know, in one of those centers like you no know, symphony because everybody's touching everybody. You think about outside workers are coming in. They're bringing things from the outside into that community. So it's almost like uh, you try to avoid it. You know, the workers in those those facilities have to have top-notch equipment in order to keep everybody safe. Then uh, you go into the the penitentiary system, the jail system, which um, there is no social distancing in jail unless you're in a hole, you know, in that situation. You're in a hole, you're in solitary confinement.
0: Right. You know, you're on lockdown. I I think – I think I think now is the time ever. If you're up in the pen, you need to crack a crack an inmate or or I wouldn't say a CO or something and get yourself thrown in a hole, so you'd be all right. Yeah, at least in this in this
2: situation, it it hasn't um it hasn't worked well for our boy Kills, though. He's tried uh, unsuccessfully to get early release uh, due to the COVID spread to Cook County. But... Oh, Kills. <laughs> yeah, he's trying anything. to get loose, huh? hmm
1: huh.
2: He tried. No, they learned from OJ. I
1: think, uh, <laughs> He, he said he wasn't no back? So they they learned from OJ he ain't getting out. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think his his bail was the, uh you know got denied twice. You know, the judge you know, he tried to request a release from prison on bail because of the corona uh pandemic. And you know, so right now he's being held on charges on sex trafficking, racketeering, and child pornography. that yeah, good mm-hmm. luck, buddy. But he filed the emotion to be released, claiming that, you know the the threat of contracting the virus has grown in the, in the in the jails, so the you know district judge, you know, and Donley stated to the you know the prosecutors, saying that uh, uh, Kelly was uh was uh was accused of uh, witness tampering during the child pornography case, and that that right there, uh, would be too risky for let him out, according to to the prosecutor. So Kelly went back to saying, hey, he even Wear a monitor bracelet and stuff like that. He ain't going nowhere but the home and to his house. But you know, I think it's you know it's just a you know a tactic to use right now because the COVID thing is real hot and it's real. And you know, you know, you trying to get up there. He ain't try- he don't want to stay up in there. But unfortunately, these are some pretty stiff charges he's being accused.
2: Yeah, yeah, Kels, you're
0: gonna
2: you you're are going to be in there for a while, brother. You're gonna be in there
0: for. A yeah, while. He might as well give it up. Yeah, they might pretty- as well give it up, man. Make yourself at home. Right. Don't worry about it. if you get it there's there's ibuprofen or something you can take.
1: But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm really sad we can't get an R. Kelly versus Teddy Riley or something like that. You know, I was hoping <laughs> to get released so we can get like one of those R. Kelly versus situations. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing them go against another producer at this point. You know, it'd be entertaining. You know, I, the comments you probably read during, a, during the battle would probably be hilarious at this point. But, uh, you read, about, <laughs> you read about that, Jules. I mean, he he definitely ain't getting out. I mean, the whip, the witness tampering is going on. The fact that he will probably, you know, fly the coop at this point. He'll try to get out the country, even though flights are being canceled everywhere. I think he'll try to run, you know, um, at this point. I mean, because, one, you got, you're got talking three different states are trying to prosecute him at the same time. They're holding, they're holding him in contempt in three different courts, plus the federal level. I mean, at Man, this point... At this point, you know, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> you beg for forgiveness and you say how much. I mean, that's pretty much what's going to happen in this
0: situation. <laughs> you know, and, th- and then also, you know, you got, you know, a lot of people want to get out, but, you know, guess what? You're not. You're in there for a reason. You did something. You got to stay in there. I mean, even though, I mean, it's not hitting just the inmates. The officers are getting hit too. Two correctional officers died from it uh, as well, you know. 191 officers in county had tested positive. 34 other employees of the sheriff's of office tested positive and stuff. Uh, 79 employees were previously tested, but now they're, they're well and back to work. I mean, that's, and that's on the correction side. Also, detainees, you had about 215 that was tested for the COVID. Right now, you have about, uh, I wanna say it was like six that had passed away from COVID-19 uh in uh, inmates yeah that so, that that sounds about right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah about it's six. about six, but you know the good thing about it is you know hundred eighty three detainees was had cases but they they're no longer positive and but they're being monitored and stuff like that so there there's there's you know if you get sick you you go to the hospital, you get treatment and stuff like that, and you know people you know doctors will check you for observations and treatments and stuff like that, so it's not like they you're catching uh, coronavirus and they throw you in a black hole somewhere and tell you to die or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. So, well, there is, so there's treatment. So,
2: well, the and, and that that brings me to something I wanted to kind of chime in with here. You know, so as we look uh, ahead here and we discuss some of these stay-at-home orders that are going on in various states, um, JB extended ours to May thirty-first. Do you guys uh, see this potentially um, going on past May, or what are your thoughts there? I think it's going to
1: happen beyond May. I think right now we're being delusional about this situation. It's much, it's much worse than what we thought it was, because right now the problem is that, you know, some people are keeping this thing from 14 to 28 days. So you can go 14 days without any signs of coronavirus, and then like the 15th through 20th day, then you develop these different signs and symptoms. So I think it's really hard to like trying to quarantine like that, you know, in this regard, because it could flare up when it wants to, or you can affect other people and start a whole new 14 to 28 day, 28 day cycle at this point. So I think right now I'm hoping for warmer weather, but I'm hoping that, you know, we get become more resistant to it. I mean, human body is good for, you know, basically adapting to
0: these situations. I uh, would say more what I think is necessary. For now, I know eventually they will have to open up the country. Eventually, but I think it's 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 a smart move. It's a smart play by uh, the governor and the mayor to to extend it one more month to see or June for a little little over a month to see where we at. Uh, one thing we want to do is risk another, you know, Spanish flu. We had talked about that in on, in the first first episode. Uh, because that not only they had, you know, a lot of cases of uh, people sick and, and dying, uh, but it came back later on, later on that year. So right now, since this is new, people, you know, the problems may be wants to put this kind of close to the chest and see how we're doing. Any more cases of uh, coronavirus cases, any more deaths happening, where we at? is it going to curve, is it, it going to spike, you know. And one more month will, I think, will we'll, we'll, we'll be be a good, good start, go from there. Um,
2: yeah. And you know, one thing, too, that I, I think about, so, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, you know, that have their opinions of the, the, the performance of the governor. But one thing that I do agree with him on, and I actually like that he's shown leadership on, is just the fact that he's showing that he's making these uh, choices and decisions based on science, right? So he's looking at the data, and the is just showing him that, hey, you know what? I need to do this because we don't want any further, you know, rapid you know, transmission of this, uh, this this, virus. And so for me, I look at the protests that are going on right now in, in Illinois and all these various states, and it's just, it's really,
0: uh, it's sickening and it's actually sad when you see that kind of stuff going on right now. Yeah, ain't it shocking? People are protesting.
2: They it is.
0: Something. Isn't it shocking at me? I mean, I mean the, the the you know, they're out of Michigan and Ohio, Kentucky, Minnesota, North Carolina, Utah. You know, I don't <laughs> like it either. prayers I don't, I don't like it either. I tell you the truth because I know you have you know everybody know yeah you have the right to do it that's your that's your right okay, but to me, voicing their opinions on the uh and their their opposition to the state capitals, their home order, uh. You know the slow. The whole reason is to slow the spread of the virus. Right. Even though people are, you know, people are dying. Uh, people, many people have to make uh, sacrifices. Not just, you know, a few. A lot. A lot of us have to make our own sacrifices. All of us. Yeah. Uh, For sure. physical, I. Th- I think these people here that's protesting. I, me personally, I. I don't think they had loved ones that ever been sick or died over this virus because, you know, it's serious. It's real. How can you go and protest you want the 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 state the world to open up but you got people still getting sick and dying? I mean me too, I don't think you have a heart. I think you're selfish. But that's my spiel.
1: Oh, that's very selfish. I mean what the problem is that's blue-collar America, that's blue-collar farmland America that's suffering right now at this point. You know, it's a situation where these are people that work in restaurants, they you know, they own bars. They, uh, you know, they have farm systems, you know, they're in the middle of nowhere. And so the big thing with them is they don't really care. You know, they're like, you know, people, the attitude, you know, I got a couple of friends that live in rural areas, their attitude is people are going to die, but I got to make money. So their attitude is more of a a whole economic thing opposed to a health thing. And that's how this thing is going to live a lot longer is because ignorance at this point you know, they don't care about that. They want money at this point. I mean, to them, it's all about how much more can you make? What can we do in this situation? I mean, it's really sad, but, you know, capitalism basically pretty much rearing its ugly head at this point.
2: And people are willing to sacrifice people to make a dollar. You know, and it's really sad. And the the one thing that I, you know, have been saying to a lot of people is these people are doing these protests because of, the president's tweets telling them to liberate themselves. Now, what kind of leader will do that? I mean, we, we already have him giving us information telling people to disinfect themselves with bleach, <laughs> or whatever the hell else. But now he's really sitting up here trying to tell these people, go ahead and liberate yourself. So he's inviting these people to go to their Capitol buildings, arming themselves, and protest them. But these are this... These are the same people that think corona
1: that drink gets them coronavirus. I was watching a video I was watching, I, was, I was watching a video about that on YouTube where this lady said, these people in this country brought corona in this country and now we're all dying. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? But but you know, the one thing with Trump is the, the most powerful thing about him in this situation, he could rally a bunch of whatever's any any type of people just to go off at this point. So, I mean, like, you know, people follow him. I mean, you think of, like, the disenfranchised, you know, my majority of this country <laughs> pretty much follows every tweet. And he's very powerful in terms of what he can control. I mean, that's what makes him scary because they follow him anywhere you want to go. I mean, you know, this election year is coming up. And that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I think that yeah. they got to yeah, figure yeah.
0: out. <laughs> hey, I think, I mean, you know, personally, I think he – he need to take an unbiased approach with this, about this COVID-19. You know, like Novak said, he's the president of the United States. Many people are going to side with him and follow him because he's the president of the United States. And a lot of people think like, you know, some people think like he thinks. Wow. So, but for him having that that powerful position, he had to make the smart Minded decisions. He gotta make good decisions because he can't talk out the side of his ass because people <laughs> are gonna take that the wrong way. And then, do and, and what we have, we're having people protesting about staying about staying home. We don't want to stay at home. We want a revolution. We want to go out here and, and, and get the get the world back while people are still dying. You know. For, it's bad. But you know, yep. you need to make you need to make. <laughs> Smart decisions. <laughs> you gotta make smart decisions. You gotta be smart. And 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 you gotta give the straight up facts. Now, the world right like right now, the world need confidence right now. They need togetherness, they need motivation. He can say go outside. He can't say, Well, go outside and take the fight up with your government, but then doctors are telling you, you know what, you need to you need masks, you need to stay, you need to practice social distancing. Okay, now we bump hands all the way at the top. So if yep. you guys ain't get if you guys ain't get your crap together, how you expect the people behind underneath gonna get their crap together? It
2: Thank don't you. make
0: sense. We need to be all on one accord. It don't make sense. We need a leader up in there. And so we, and we
2: and we definitely
0: don't have one in there. No, that. we don't. So he needs to make better decisions first. Get with his advisors. That's what he got advisors for. He got the doctor. Who who? who what's that doctor name? Fauci. Who, who cares? Yeah, who cares? But he got that doctor. <laughs> he got that doctor. He got advisors. Go in there. Listen, if you're gonna open up the, the country, open it up. But have, have stipulations. Wear masks or whatever the case may be. If you're not gonna open it up, cool. We'll keep doing what we're doing. But one thing we can't have is this 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 this, this, this separation on, on doctors and what the president think and this and that. And then people don't would know what to follow because we ain't you no, know, we ain't got the right leadership that's leading us. And the one thing that I was gonna to say too, and, and this is something that I've told a couple of
2: people that have complained about, you know, the stay-at-home orders. I said, look, if you're able to dislike and protest a stay-at-home order, you know what that means? You're alive. So shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. right? So it's like basically like what are we talking about here, right? People are dying. The only people, in my opinion, that I think should be protesting any of this are the nurses and the healthcare professionals and the first responders that are basically risking their lives every day to try to save people's lives. Those are the only people, mm-hmm. in my opinion, that should be protesting anything. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anybody downstate,
0: wherever the hell, just stay at home, like stay at home. Right, right, it's, it's simple. Now, it's gonna get, the people need to relax. It's gonna get reopened. It's gonna get reopened. But, you know, for right now, just, just, just do what, do what you know, whatever whoever's saying stay at home. It ain't the president, so I don't know who telling you. I guess the doctor to, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna reopen. I mean, right now you're right about that. I mean, the, the ignorance of the situation. Places like Florida, you know, the South, basically in general, you know, they dance to the beat of a different drummer. They feel they feel that they're immune to it. You know, they've been watching bad National Geographic right now. They think that. <laughs> 'Cause it's hotter down there. You know, one of the rumors one of the rumors I'm hearing a lot up here is that due to the weather is hotter down there, they think they got a better chance of survival. And they're willing to open up their state, their states basically because it's gonna get warmer and they think the virus is gonna die in the heat. But like what you know, Jules mentioned, this thing can come back in the in the wintertime, like the Spanish influenza. You know, it could come right back because I think that's what is gonna happen at this point. I think it's gonna
0: go dormant for a while and resurface. Yep. Yeah. And I think yeah. I mean yeah. just 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 yesterday on the Washington Post the CDC directly clarified it, its concerns over this second wave of uh, coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? Robert uh Robert Redford stated, you know what I'm saying, the director. Said the second wave of coronavirus is likely to be even more devastating. And where we, where we where was this where we learn this from? We had this already with that Spanish flu. Yep. It's the same thing. But you know, there's 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 hope. You know, the uh uh there's optimism from the White House. You know, Deborah Briggs, the White House uh, uh the uh coronavirus task force, she stated they don't know if the virus will reemerge, but if so, we'll be ready to de- detect it earlier this time. So there's her there's hope and stuff because the uh uh medicines have been involved and stuff like that too, where we got better equipment and drugs and prescriptions and doctors and stuff. So so and then we have Jesus, so we're all good. <laughs> well he need, man, I'm, I'm waiting
2: for him, man. He needs to he needs to come on over here and help him out. Um <laughs> is that
1: black Jesus or is that uh or is that Catholic Jesus? Which one is Oh man, that's touchdown
2: Jesus. <laughs> touchdown Jesus that i be talking to.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> he did pretty good in the draft. Yeah, he did. Yeah, we're gonna have to get on that on the next uh on the next part we're gonna do when we recap the draft. Um the one thing, too, I wanted to just kind of say real quick on this is, and I agree with both you guys, I mean, we all want to return back to our normal lives, right? So we all, all want the same things, but we have to do this in a manner where we're not jeopardizing lives for the, you know, the greater good, right? And let's be honest, all these people really that want to get back out here, I mean, they're just anxious to go back outside and sit on their phones, not really do anything. So I don't really understand why. Everybody's, you know, having a big deal about it. I I remember going out uh, the bars and restaurants and you see people, they're not really chopping it up with each other. They too busy on their phones seeing what's going on on Instagram and Twitter. So the way I see it is these people just need to relax, enjoy the time, you know, focus on new uh, talents and crafts and, and just <laughs> use this time to, you know, to be better, <laughs> get better. And I don't know, mm-hmm. but the complaining and the protesting and that, that ain't it. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So, yeah. Um, So you guys were talking about the reopening of businesses. So we've seen what what they're trying to do down in Georgia. Do you guys think that these states are are attempting to reopen these states too soon? I think so. I think
1: Georgia jumped the gun. I mean, the governor basically pretty much has all the local mayors pissed off him at this point. Because they know they you know, they know their constituents. They know the people in those areas are not going to wear masks. You know, they're not going to take care of things the right way. Uh, I think it's too early. I mean, I think right now this is a cash grab in this situation. This is more of a, hey, we want to make money. Hey, my investments are tanking. I need this economy to start pumping again. And I think the issue right now is that you know we can't worry about the monetary issues at this point. You got to worry about saving people's lives at this point because. Money is what it is. I mean, I think we got to do a lot better, you know, the human side of things. I mean, the economy will roar back when it does open up. They're going to make that money back regardless. People are so starved to go out and eat and drink and everything else. Once they open up, it's gonna, the floodgates are going to flow at this point.
0: Yeah, so so, Governor Kemp, he announced that it's going to be phases, right? Georgia's business is going to be open, as a matter of fact, on the 24th. Yep. So we're talking about gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, body art, stu- body art studios, okay? Barbers, cosmetologists, hair design, nail clubs, etc., cetera, et cetera. Man, okay. it
2: must it must be nice to be in Georgia, man. I need a line in
0: bad, bro. Oh, dude. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had hair cut in about a month and a half, but I ain't complaining. I don't care. I'll just pick it and, and go. <laughs> I've I just, I just been wearing a baseball cap, but yeah. I hear you. Yeah, there you go. A hoodie or something. And then on Monday he opened up on on Friday uh, the twenty fourth was Friday, and then on Monday he's gonna open up a little more. Hey, you know what? We all need it. We all need a guinea pig, so a test subject. So we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. I don't know what to say. Like like Novak said, maybe jumping the gun and starting uh, you know reopen up too too soon. Now for for Georgia, they estimate about nineteen thousand confirmed cases out of there of the COVID, over seven hundred over seven hundred deaths. So We'll see. We'll, we'll check it out. We'll, we'll be looking at the numbers by next month. Uh, if it goes up, down, hey, it's all on the governor's uh, shoulders now.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, right? So the governor came out and, you know, said that he was going to get all those various businesses back up and going. But the mayor of Atlanta, she basically told the, the citizens to, to stay at home. And she said that his decision to reopen was very complex and disappointing and didn't even trump. Trump turned his back on the Kemp, told him, Yeah, he was making a mistake and that you know it was it was a uh, you know it was it was poor timing for him to do so. You know, but the day before that he praised the guy for saying he was doing a great job. So you know how that goes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he's in the, yeah. See, a Trump was in his feelings, and then somebody <laughs> came back and corrected him. <laughs> and then and then right, the the uh the governor may uh I'm sorry, the uh mayor for uh Georgia, yeah, she was, was right. She didn't feel that. He should, you know, open it up. But hey, he's the governor. This is this is what he want to do. Okay, but if it's if these numbers, if people more cases escalated, deaths escalate. Hey, it's on him. It's on him. It's on his shoulders.
1: That's true. I mean, you know, you think you think about. It. I mean, Trump got scared because the court of uh, the court of public opinion pretty much came down on him. So what he did, he had reneged in the middle of the night. And then make it seem like, you know, make it seem like, you know, oh, I disagree with him. I mean, he just basically, you know, left his own party member out there on the ledge. There'll be consequences for that later on. I think what's going to happen to him, basically, he's going to self implode because as he goes against the Republican belief they need to reopen the whole country, you know, it's going to create a lot more issues in his presidency that's coming up later in the year. I mean, he's going to have issues. I mean, he going to he gonna have to clean up a lot in order, both sides of the, of the house, in order to try to get reelected at this point, if it happens. But uh, that's, a yeah. big, that's, that's a big if. That's a big if, but, you know, there's a lot of crazy people out there, um, you know, in that situation. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of people out there that believe in what he believes in, I mean, at this point, because, you know, country's divided. I mean, the country is not, nowhere mm-hmm. near what it needs to be
2: as a whole right now. Yeah, you're not you're not kidding about that at all, man. So Jules you know had brought up. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you no, you're good, man. I I, look, I just wanted to just uh, something that you had said. I wanted to just uh, touch on real quick. So you mentioned with uh, Georgia and the order that uh, that that. That that governor has granted, where he's allowing access back to salons and gyms and you know barbershops and things of that nature. Joe, mm-hmm. when do you think that would be appropriate for a business like that to actually reopen? Obviously, I don't think that that time is now. But when do you think what do you think something like that should be reopened?
0: Okay, you know, so if you want, my whole my whole thing is if you're going to reopen these businesses, okay, fine, there got to be stipulation. There gotta be some some rules set. Uh maybe we're not open it fully. Maybe there's a there should be a capacity where you can't, you know, I, I know we do it here where a certain amount of people can call, enter a business at a time. Maybe you can still go with that, but you can you can let in a little more. And also uh, I think you still need to be protected. Me personally, if you're gonna do that, then you should you should have everybody wear a mask. If you're gonna open up these businesses, you should have everybody wear wear a mask and be, be covered up. Uh because still the, the the coronavirus is still out here. It didn't go away yet. And we still don't have the, the cure yet. So we still gotta we still gotta make smart sound, you know, smart sound decisions and protect ourselves in that way. So if you wanna go out, you want these businesses open, you have to wear masks, and that should be law. You have to wear masks out in the streets. Uh or you should wear wear glasses or stuff like that. If you're sick. You shouldn't go out anyway. I don't know why people are sick and they like, want to go out and get everybody sick. I think they're miserable. Just when, when everybody else gets sick and stuff. I don't know. So if you're going to open these businesses, I think you should uh, I think you should wear masks. I think you should wear masks. I think you should, of course, have gloves or sanitizer or this nature and stuff like that. So that's how I feel.
1: I totally agree with you on that. I mean, they should definitely wear masks. They should definitely wear gloves. If you're sick, stay at home. I know there's a lot of people out in places coughing and sneezing and stuff like that. I mean, I think it's, I think it's selfish to come out like that. I think you should try to order something. You should try to call somebody to leave you a care package on your doorstep. You shouldn't come out and share the Corona. <laughs> some people some <laughs> right. are doing Yeah. It.
0: They want to go out and share. it. Yeah. Share
1: it. I mean, it's selfish. I mean, there's even a video online of a guy going around drinking juice and pretty much putting it back on the shelf. He's opening it up, taking a drink in Walmart and putting it back on the shelf and he's sick.
2: And yeah, it on I, purpose. Yeah, I I saw that, man. I swear, man. I I, I hope that he like tripped in uh, the parking lot walking back to his car. People like that, man. I swear to God. Yeah, I hope he get diarrhea and die You're pretty much at this point. I mean I, I, You <laughs> know what? I, I got like that, I I wish him a lifetime of paper cuts, bro. <laughs> Across oh,
0: man, that's, nice. that's nice. I like that. Thou- die by a thousand cuts. Ooh. Oh man.
1: That's brutal, man. That's some Wu-Tang-like stuff right there. I cut
2: you. and I cut you. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you – so when we get clear of this, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, we'll, we'll get to the other side of this. Do you guys feel um, just from your standpoint that, you know, your behaviors and your habits are going to change after this pandemic? They got to
1: change. They gotta change out this pandemic. I mean, we should have been washing our hands and washing our asses more before this pandemic. That's the big problem. (laughs) I mean, right now, you think about it. I mean, you know, like you know, the joke in my house is you know, all the butt tissue is gone. I'm like, Yeah, you should have been using this tissue before the pandemic in this situation. It's amazing (laughs) now to see soap, toilet tissues disappearing. People are using Lysol, you know, and stuff like that. You got to change the habits. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like you said in another podcast episode, you mentioned people not washing their hands in bathrooms, touching doorknobs. Just nasty. Mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff had to mm-hmm. change. You have to change.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you, you're right. It, it's it's no going back to using the bathroom and leaving. Not wash my hands. No. It ain't safe no more. It ain't safe no more. No, you got to. No, you got to. No more H-E-S. No. No, you got to take showers. You got to take showers. You 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 got to wash your hands. You have to wash your hands. You have to wash your hands and, and, and your booty and all that. You know, disinfect, wipe down stuff. Stuff that stuff that we're supposed to be doing, stuff that we're supposed to be doing anyway. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. And people, the people who don't don't wash their hands and wash their ass, I blame this on you, because you should've been doing it in the first place. (laughs) Stop being raw animals. Going out, right, man? But no, no. For me, man. Back to the question, man. For me, no, you can't go back. You, you all, I, I. I always I ain't never used this mint, uh sanitize so much as I could do now, the uh, uh what you call it, the hand sanitizer? Oh yeah, so <laughs> I'm always there. using hand sanitizer. I got hand sanitizer in my coat, my hand sanitizer in my car at work and stuff. So man, hand I'm- sanitizer everywhere, they, you know. You go past uh <laughs> sometimes like hospitals and stuff, they have it hanging up, and you your jobs and stuff with the dispensaries and stuff. And man, so yeah, no, nah, no, nah, it's I'm sanitizing. They, I think. As soon as I can find some Lysol, I'm gonna buy that too and stuff. So. You've, been looking,
1: you've been looking, man, for weeks for that for that uh Lysol.
0: I got you. <laughs> oh man, appreciate you, Novak. Novak right. yeah, got the hookup. Hey, please don't charge me please don't charge me like quadruple drop uh prices like 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 a thousand bucks a can, like people doing on these uh Ebays and stuff. Oh, that's
1: terrible, man. I mean Lysol's like like crack right now. <laughs>
2: oh man. I mean, you 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 could buy you could buy cannabis cheaper than you could buy lysol right now. <laughs> yeah, you right. Not, not in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you, yeah, you, know you know what? You know what? is probably about the same price here in Illinois.
1: No, mm. you're right about that, man. I ain't smoked weed in days, man. They done ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Oh, but When going to tell you, you smell weed coming from a car. It ain't happened since Corona got here. <laughs> uh, I, just, I, I just smell Lysol. Can't smoke with
0: the mask <laughs> on. <laughs> man, you see, you see smoke coming from people's cars and houses. I'm like, man, what's going on in there? They have Man, they, they, they it out of there. And I was like, wait a minute, it's Lysol. Man, they, these people ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> they are not playing around at
2: all. You, you know what, guys? It was kind of funny. So I was uh, watching on the news yesterday. And they were talking uh, that that mayor from Vegas. Uh, she was doing an interview, and she's trying to get the strip down there in Vegas to reopen. And I'm like, of all places, you don't want that strip to open back up, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's talking about she was offering up Vegas to be a placebo for, for us to be able to see how the coronavirus would spread and so forth. That That's how... Thirsty. These places are to kind of get business going back. It's it's crazy. So you you kill all the hookers, right? You kill all the hookers. You kill
1: all the casino workers, and then, and then pretty much at that point, and the tourists take it back home with them. So I mean, Vegas could kill the whole country.
0: Yep. In our heart. Hold on, man. Let me let me hold on. Say that again. Let me let me make sure I heard this right. You said she won't to open up the strip. She won't she want to invite the coronavirus down to the strip. That's right.
1: Mhm. Okay.
0: Yep. Well, all right. Okay. All right. I heard right there. Well, you know what I happens. Ain't got, know what happens in
2: Vegas, I ain't got nothing, nothing to say. But see, in this, but this will be the time where what happens in Vegas
0: stays in Vegas. That's not true. Cause, cause that's <laughs> <Vegas>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right about that one, man. Forget that. Man, she wanna those. fight the Cronus, boy. She, hey, that's a that's a bad woman now. Man, oh man,
2: that's crazy. I I can't, I can't even get over that one. You know what though? What's kind of tripped out when you when you think about all this stuff is you notice that it's never a hospital worker, never a doctor, never anybody out in the healthcare profession that's basically encouraging people to go back to work. It's usually a millionaire or a billionaire. Isn't that something? Or a gas station.
1: Or somebody else's a gas station at this point. Yep. I heard the gas station guy today at the Shell. I stopped that. He said, "I need these people to keep driving. I need drivers on the road right now." I'm like you're You don't make any money on gas anyway. You make it on the candy bars. So shut up.
0: Yeah, they make it on the candy bars and and loose squares and stuff. So <laughs> and, and <the> sex drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, get the, you get
1: that. You get that blue wing pill. <laughs> Damn. Ain't nobody buying condoms right now.
2: <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> No, Ramses. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh still man! More. But no, so man, it's it's you know this this subject of this, this this COVID man, it just it has so many different levels to it, right? So we we've delved into the numbers a little bit. We've talked about the stay at home orders. We've even talked about the reopening of businesses. But the one thing we haven't talked about is. Uh, the effects that this uh, COVID has had on the school system. Um, so, do you guys think that uh, e-learning is a successful uh, approach for uh, young scholars?
1: No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no because I got I got a young scholar at home right now. I got a seven year old, and I'm watching that struggle every day because when you work from home and you try to get a seven year old up to actually focus and engage and stare into a computer screen, it's hell on earth pretty much at this point because. Mm. Most you know, I feel like the corona is going. I need a vacation. You know, after this thing leaves, I wanna oh, leave. Wow. I wanna go with. But oh. <laughs> hey, you know you
0: need a Corona, a coronavirus vacation.
1: After. You do. I mean, because you know, I feel like at work, at least I had peace of mind. You know, you go to work, you ain't gotta deal with what these teachers are dealing with every day. I take I salute them because when you got a kid at home, the big thing, you understand what those eight hours are like. That not have them for eight hours in school is a bit It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but, but you know, when they're at home with you every day and they eat all day and they barely do their homework and the e-learning exercises are stupid, you know, excuse 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 me to all the teachers out there, they're stupid because, you know, draw a picture of Jesus, you know, tell <laughs> write a poem about coronavirus, uh, what did you miss about your friends? I mean, these are not homework assignments and that's what they're doing right now. I mean, the work, the work wow. is terrible. I mean, you know, they can't go outside and play. I'm doing virtual play dates. It's crazy at this point, you know. I don't want to do a virtual play date with twenty seven year olds. It's, I don't want to do. That. I don't want to hear them, you know. So, but it is what it is. I mean,
0: so so so. so here we go. The e learning for that to be successful, it all had to be on self motivating of the individual to study mm-hmm. effectively. Okay, yeah. that's that's cute and all, but <laughs> self motivate <laughs> some of these students. It's that's going to be like like Novak said. That's going to be rough. That's going to be rough. I mean, these um, th- these are the same students that the teachers are trying to coax every day, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then, so, so I guess my ticket is everybody have to have all these students have to have com- computers, laptops, or tablets, right? hmm So if they don't have, if you have people, there's people out there that's that's living in, in poverty, you know that don't have computers and laptops and stuff, so they have to be uh, uh, given one. And then right. if they don't have a, a Wi-Fi connection, And they have to get, like, a, a mobile, like, hotspot portable device or something, so they uh-huh. can get connection. Is that how that stuff works? That's how it works. That's exactly how it works. Okay, and, and, and okay I- so, yeah. So that's where, you know, you need – you got to get for, – for this to work, you got to have all hands on deck. So you got to have the state and the city and stuff like that to get these – uh, uh devices and tools out here to these students that don't have them and the schools have to get the uh, uh the schools and the teachers and stuff have to get together get the curriculum out there mm-hmm. uh, a good curriculum where they are studying and learning where they're supposed to be at so they could be advanced and go on to the next level this uh parents have to make sure that the student is de- sitting down in front of that computer studying reading writing learning make sure they're doing their homework, their assignments. Not only that, make sure when they finish, they check the assignments and make sure it's correct so they can you know, move on to the next uh, subject or topic or the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sorry, you, go ahead.
2: Yeah, you brought up a, a point that I wanted to, to, to dive into just real quick. So you brought up about the students that don't have the, the equipment, right? So they don't have the internet access at home. They don't have the computer. Um, what do we do in instances like that? Because like, those are the students, if, if I'm being quite frank here, those are the students that are being left behind. They, they say this whole no child right. left behind. Those kids are right. out in the parking the lot.
1: Yeah. But it's priorities. It's priorities in this world. That's what I say about the, you know, the, the low income and people being left behind, no internet, no equipment and stuff. People spend their money on what they want to spend their money on. You know, like, you know, I look, you know, I live on the west side of Chicago, and I know a lot of people that basically put their money in their cars, their clothing, their shoes. I see Balenciagas in the hood, but they don't have computers. I, you know, I'm seeing Gucci belts. I'm seeing stuff like that. I mean, it's a big disparity. I mean, a lot of it comes down to the fact that these people were never home in the first place. So you quarantine people that never address those home living conditions, you know what I mean? So you quarantine now in the house where there is no internet because, you know, they sharing phones, you know, they watch YouTube videos all day and they never thought about getting a Comcast modem They never thought about getting a laptop because most people don't have laptops anymore. They got tablets and phones. Right. So, so, you know, you know, technology evolved to the point where they're not buying those things anymore. Walmart sells laptops with 400 bucks. They used to before the pandemic started, but nobody ever bought them. So now the problem is, you know, people got to change their priorities in these neighborhoods People that go out and buy these things need to buy this stuff. People that need these things, we need to, you know, either come up with a way to recycle some of the hardware we have right now that's sitting in these offices mm-hmm. and give it to the kids mm-hmm. because we sit on a lot of laptops and desktops and offices in corporate America that we don't use. We can we can literally populate the whole city with the crap that's sitting in, in back the, uh, the back of
2: the back of inventory rooms at this point. You know, I saw something that really, uh, it really kind of pissed me off, honestly. Uh, I saw where CPS uh, put an order in for uh, 50,000 uh, devices for the students, uh, for mm-hmm. families that are in need during this pandemic. My question is, as I've done a lot of uh, speaking engagements for a lot of schools at CPS, where are the damn devices uh, at these schools uh, during the school year? Because I go into those, what they call computer labs, and there's two computers in the, in the damn computer lab, and the students are sharing it, and taking turns using it. So... If you could create these opportunities to order these devices now, why are we doing that beforehand? Because they were stolen the money. You know, it's, it's a usual losing situation with these budgets, you know, for,
1: you know, when you're talking state money, government money, and school money, a lot of these educators and people working at these schools are taking the hardware. And a lot of this hardware has been stolen and misappropriated, it's out there. And the bad, news, the, the good news about it is, from a law enforcement perspective, this stuff all has a trail. <laughs> there's serial numbers there's Dell service tags out there you can find the hardware I mean I think it's just it's just that the grown-ups didn't do the right thing with the first amount of money that went to the schools the schools got a lot of money they almost went they went to striker this year over money and wages so I don't hear any I don't hear anybody complaining about teaching kids or coming up with hardware they got a healthy raises there's a lot of money went into these schools and they'll probably have another strike again in two years to get more money and but let me, you know let me what? ask you. Yeah. Well, ahead, ask, you,
0: ahead, ask you. What What schools are we talking about? What, and where at? In which communities?
1: We talking West Side and South Side. Let me tell you about uh-huh. this. They, they all They, they all get money. They and they, they 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 predominantly what? They predominantly black. They They are predominantly so, black.
2: And, or 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 students of of color. Or but students yeah. of
1: color in that situation. But they're They're getting the money. Everybody getting the same amount of money in these situations. You know, I used to believe yeah, that
0: they pocketing. Like you're They pocketing, you, like you said pocketing, them, right? they pocketing that money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: hey. you, you ever seen the CPS parking lot? That's some nice cars. The CPS parking lot. You know what I'm thinking? Like, man, maybe I miss my calling. But you know, if I was gonna be a teacher, nah, well, I you, 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 you,
2: you'd miss you'd miss your calling. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Because <laughs> you now, know, you up there, you sit up there. You got them um them, them cell towers on them um, on these schools. They, they all they make get money, money for them cell phone businesses. Yeah, you Wherever do. Where are they uh, going? You get five to ten
1: grand for a tower on top of a top of like a high school, like on the like the West Side like at Collins or Weston House. They got towers, you know. Basically, AT&T paid Verizon pay you for those those repeaters.
0: And those, so, you, know, you know, things. So things happen for a reason. One thing right. with this coronavirus is doing is exposing is exposing mm-hmm. the stingy and and the corrupt and the low life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we need to allocate that money, and, and, and these schools need to be up-to-date. There's no, there's no reason in 2020, the 21st century in these schools is outdated, and the curriculum is behind and stuff like that. These kids are failing, and everybody worried about some damn money.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Money,
1: you know, about their summer vacation, about, fur, about getting furloughed. Right. You know, they're worried about the wrong things right now. And then I've seen some of the e-learning programs, you know, from the CPS side of the house. And I'm watching the videos. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you're right, Jew, it, it, you know, Jill's in a situation. It takes effort to build a curriculum. About everything you named earlier when you were talking is what they're not doing. So you just laid out what they should be doing. That's why I started laughing over here. I'm like, you know, you, you had the whole script down in terms of that's what they need to do, but that's not what they're doing. Yeah. And, and they're blaming the state right now, saying they don't, they don't have enough money. They ain't getting paid enough. I know that ain't true. Y'all just came back from strike. <laughs> you know, strike right. and a corona year. These kids are suffering right
2: now. And this right and, and, and my point is, how are these kids gonna advance scholastically or academically when they've missed all this time in the first part of the year when the teachers are on strike and then now there's COVID? These kids have been in school for what about two months all year?
0: If that yeah, two months. Well, yeah.
2: it's a watch
1: at this point. I mean right now, this is a lost year academically, you know. They're just going to move these kids up to the next grade, not prepared. They're going to go to college and stuff. If they go to college, unprepared to perform in college, you know, because this, co- this COVID thing is going to sell a lot of people back, you know, educationally, financially, and emotionally at this point.
0: Now, here's the thing I'm 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 thinking. Now, you still have – the kids still have their books and and and, and, and other stuff where if they won't – now, I know, it's, I, know it's gonna, I know it's rough. I know it's going to be rough. But here's where more now than ever, the parents have to sit down with that student, have them crack open that book, and do, and do some work at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, because other than that, right, like you said, they're going to be left behind. They're going to be, they're gonna be uh, 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 behind. And you, you don't, you're just passing these people to the next level, these students to the next level, and they're still behind. Then you have, you have to play catch up. And that's going to be hard. So if you can, it, it don't have to be every day, but maybe three times out the week or something, have them crack. You still get that. I think you still have these books. If not, I'm pretty sure you can pull stuff up on these computers or get some activities and stuff like that uh, where they can do some stuff to kind of keep their uh, uh, mind sharpened on the material they was they were studying on before this epidemic, this pandemic happened.
1: Right. But you also had some parents... You know, no no disrespect, but I go here right now. You also have some parents that are bad parents to become good parents in the middle of the pandemic. You know, a lot of kids <laughs> a, a lot of kids come home and raise themselves. You know, like the reason you can't close CPS down is because you gotta you gotta feed them. That's because, right. Because right. kids don't have anywhere to eat because the parents are making bad decisions. And that's sad. And that's sad. That was really the sad.
2: that was the first thing that the mayor was worried about when they shut down the schools was to making sure that those kids were getting two meals a day.
0: And that's sad. You know, do you know Mm -hmm. what y'all just said? The man don't want to close down the the schools because they want to make sure the kids are eating. Yep. Just -hmm. think about it for a second. People out there listening to this Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, y'all think about it. It don't Mm. make no damn sense. No, man, it don't. And if I I didn't love this, 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 this mug I have right now, I'll throw it across the room.
1: No, it's, it's messed up. I mean, you can't close schools down because you got to feed them. And then the fact that the system is so flawed right now, I think what you got to do with CPS, you know, most of the public schools throughout this country is you got to redesign the curriculum. you got to make this stuff more relevant to what's going on in the world. Yep. The problem is what, we've been, what, what we went through in high school and college is irrelevant at this point. When you leave the education world and you go into the corporate world, you go into like the job force, those skills don't translate anymore. You got to reinvent yourself once you leave the court, once you leave education, once you leave the college curriculum, once you leave the high school curriculum, you got to reinvent yourself. These kids are pretty much running, you know, wolf tickets this one, you know, educationally at this point, you know, you got to reinvent it. You got to make it more, uh, you know, more feasible to where they're going to go academically and life and everything. And then you got to find a way to balance the order. I mean, right now, you know, it's failing at this point. I mean, it's a dead system with a lot of dead weight, you know, and it's gotta get fixed.
2: And even on even on top of that, education, especially in the city of Chicago, has become so elitist, right? So you have oh, parents yeah. that, are, that are putting their kids in these lotteries three, four years out. You're paying thirty, forty thousand dollars a year for your kid to go to uh, kindergarten. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it it's is me- crazy.
1: Oh, it's messed up because you know it's a damn shame when you don't feel comfortable putting your, own ki- your kids in the CPS system unless you unless you win the lottery. And if you don't right. win the lottery, then you got to shell out you know, 12, 13 grand up to about 40,000. Yep. There's people paying, there's people paying college tuition right now for kindergarten.
0: For kindergarten.
1: And, and this is Chicago. This ain't New York. New York, they do that. New York, there's $60,000 schools in New York. There's $40,000 schools here. Right. And then, you know, and then a lot of these parents get pissed off. And you say, oh, I'll put my kid in a private school. They look at you like you can get the same education in CPS. I'm like, yeah, it depends. Where you at in CPS? Oh, I go to Disney, or I go to this school, or I go to this magnet school of course you can say that because you go to a better CPS, but you know, if you live in a certain neighborhood, I live on the West side. So the thing about it is it's really hard to find a good school unless you pay for it. You can put yep. them in a, you can put them in the public school system, you know, but if you're not willing to put your own dog in the public school system around your house, why don't you put your kid in in that situation? Because it ain't up to par. You know, I, you know, if you want a future, you got to pay for a future at this point I or, mean, you gotta, or you got to reform it.
2: Well, and that's, that's the thing, because if you're putting your kid in CPS, I hate to say it, but you're just warehousing your child at this point.
1: It's a system. You know, they, they take them in, they spit them out. You know, it's a damn shame you have a conversation with a 16 or 17-year-old, and you can't really have a real conversation with them because they basically are, like, you know, not developed that socially, and they don't have the vocabulary in order to have a, communi- a communicate effectively at this point. And that's the that's product
2: of the school system. Or, or, they, or they talk to you like they're, they're sending you a text message,
0: which we know how those text messages look. So it's like, right. yeah, like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Because I'm sitting, they sitting up there talking. I'm saying, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. I got to go. I actually got to look up Urban Dictionary. What does this mean? Man, I, I, I want to say, you know, I want to call myself Oh, but man, these kids are on another level with this language
1: oh <laughs> uh, you, you ain't old man it's just that you guys then we were in high school like you know some moons ago you know the thing is we still can communicate with we still can communicate with adults you know we can still have a full conversation you know you can right. talk to your mom your right. dad or whoever the difference now is they don't even talk they send you emojis they send you symbols and you'd be looking like how does this symbol mean you want my car keys what the hell is this you know or your stomach hurt or 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 you send me a you know you send me a uh an eggplant. And I'm like, I'm a man. Don't ever send me no eggplant. I don't understand what this is. You know. Right. But that but that's how they are though. You know, they don't you know, they don't speak no, they don't speak rationally normal English the way we do. And then the fact that CPS basically, you know, I felt like it's felt in that regard, you know, not that, you know, I know there's a good teachers out there and everything like that, but there's some bad systems. You know, some bad school oh, yeah. systems out there. So I mean yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything negative because I got friends in CPS. I know they do a good job what they do. I know they, you know they get paid well for it. And I'm just gonna leave it at that.
2: But well, I do think that some people out there need to be accountable. Well, the way the way I see it, I think it's just with anything, right? You got your good and you got your bad, right? And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people mm-hmm. in that system. Maybe they feel helpless, right? Maybe they feel the same way that we feel, and maybe they're just at the point where they're like, you know what, the administration doesn't care. All these problems go to the top, and so. You know, why am I going to kill myself and, you know, get killed because one of these students hauls off and does something crazy to them? Because, I mean, we know how this generation, you know, they don't have that – I'm I'm going to sound old here. They don't respect authority. You know, they don't – there's a lot of things here that we can get into about just the way, you know, these students are nowadays. So these teachers, they they don't have an easy job. You know, I will say that much. Well, it's not an easy job, but
1: also you got to think these kids emotionally – ain't there sometimes, you know, you got to stand, these are the, you know, during our generation, we had crack. So think about it. These are the children and grandkids of crack kids in America, to be honest with you. So it's (laughs) they know, seriously, they're not all the way there. I mean, you know, if you, you know, if you basically were born in a world where, you know, your mom, your grandma, and everybody has substance problems, you know, drug issues, and you're trying to become a well-balanced human being at this point, you're going to be missing some parts. I mean, because you know right. they're not able to rationalize. They're not able to say, "Oh, that's wrong." You know, you see, they see death and murder all the time, so they, they're 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 desensitized to murder, death, and violence. They don't care. That's the way they solve problems. They solve problems by you know either shooting, killing, or slapping, and you know, right. or or they or they just don't say anything
0: <laughs> on that situation. So I mean, it's yeah, a tough it's road. A, yes, it, it's a tough road. But see, you know what? I blame the I blame the official that, that you know the powers may be that be because uh you don't have any discipline. You don't have no order, you don't have no control in these schools. I go to these schools all the time. Students are fighting these teachers. Teachers they can't defend themselves or they get fired. Come on right. now. Come on now. Right. Listen, we gotta set we gotta set a precedence here. The teacher, you teacher teach, student learn. Students shouldn't be have their phones in classes. Shouldn't be talking, shouldn't be moving around, shouldn't be playing. You are You there to learn? But the only way that can that can happen, their parents got to get involved with these students and how they how they acting in these schools. You know what I'm saying? You can't. your you, your child. There's a child having a problem with the teacher. The teacher call mom, and then the mom or dad come up there want to fight the teacher. Come on now. Yep. Then what kind of message you saying to the student? So yep. the, problem, the the people in charge of these these school systems have to give the powers back to the teacher back to the principal saying, Hey, here's our classroom rules and regulations. I remember, I remember that when I was in grade school, no gum chewing or talking to this and that I know times have changed since then, but it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. It's just modernized. That's all you come, to, you come to school, you, uh, 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 you don't talk, you listen to the teacher, you do your work and you go on to the next subject. It, it comes and if down you do something wrong, if you do something wrong, you go to the dean's office or you get disciplined. The mom come up there, some something, something happens. You do something wrong, there's, there's some repercussions for it.
2: I, I was just gonna say, it just comes down to respect, bottom line. Um, and I think that that's it starts at home, right? So if the parents are not instilling that type of uh, mindset into the child, then they're gonna go to school and they're just you know they're gonna wild out, you know, and that's pretty much what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unfortunate. I mean, much.
0: I mean, it's unfortunate because the 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 the, the student don't understand and realize right now they're not set themselves up for the long haul. They going around goofing around in school and stuff, not learning nothing. Guess what? They're going to pass you. I, it, when I when I was in school, you didn't pass and reach a certain uh, uh 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 point level in school. You you got they hold you, they hold yep. you back. Yep. Now they just pass you, even though you you got Fs and everything. So what that do to the student? Absolutely nothing. So you keep passing him; he's gonna be behind. So he's gonna be behind for the rest of his life. And then what happened when he get out of uh, grade school? He might not even go to high, uh, high school, and he's gonna be he's gonna be a product of the uh of the judicial system. And yeah. we see that how many times? He can't do something. He can't write. He can't he can't do math. He can't read. So what's he gonna do for the rest of his life? Crime. He gonna go out there and be a gunner. He gonna be robbed. He gonna be shooting. He gonna be raping. So we ain't doing nothing to just passing these students now. We gotta go back to we got go back to the to the old old school. We gotta go back to the old days where you gotta do your work. If you don't, if you don't do it, if you don't pass, you don't uh, you don't you don't go to the next grade. Well, I, I think I think
2: these pandemic times are probably showing parents what the teachers are dealing with. I mean, uh, Novak mentioned that with his struggles over there on his end with, with the e-learning, and I'm sure you know other parents are probably feeling your pain as well. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, right? So we know, you know, with the the schools being closed through the end of the year, do you think the graduation is going to happen this year? Are they going to be rescheduled? Do you think they're going to be canceled? How are how are these schools going to handle these the students that were seniors, this class of two
1: thousand twenty? The council and the council definitely cancel the graduation ceremonies and everything, you know, for high school, grammar school, and everything, and then college. I want them to do they have some type of like ceremony, like to start the school year next year. That's what they're going to have to do. They have to honor those kids before the school year starts because, you know, you got to honor them because in the fact they did work hard to get to where they're at. I think it'd be disappointing to take that away from them. In terms of prom and stuff like that, you know, they're probably celebrating the summer. You know, kids will probably take day proms or something like that or go away over trips to Wisconsin Dales, whatever in our area. But it's going to be a lot of kids celebrating once it opens up.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Novak, pretty much uh, right now it's a wash. I mean, we got this pandemic going on. You really can't do much. It's messed up because, man, if you if you're in if you're in, uh, elementary school, you got the eighth grade uh, lunch in, the eighth grade class trips, and the graduation, which was fun. Uh, uh, I remember and stuff like that. You know, you gonna miss that. And in high school, you got prom and 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 you do a maybe you do a senior class trip and and graduation and stuff, and you know, it's just unfortunate that this thing came at a time where you know you can't you, you got to stay at home and people can't be in large groups and gathers and stuff like that. You have to practice social distancing. So, but I agree with Novak and say once once we get uh once this, uh, this thing is a locked in, they should you know have something later on. So I was uh
2: I was seeing something on on online
0: where uh, students
2: were petitioning for uh, Obama to uh, give a virtual address for all of 2020. would well, you guys think that'd be cool to see for the students?
0: Oh, yeah, I think that'd be... I think, I think it'd be dope. Have Obama out there in the, uh, out there giving the uh, speech and stuff. I think it'd be smooth. I don't see nothing wrong with it. What'd you think, Novak? I think that'd be a good thing. I
1: mean, that'd probably be the one person they want to hear from as this is over. So, I mean, <laughs> I can <guess it, laughs> see... I can see Trump doing it. I mean, he would try to do something like that. But I think, you know, nah. the youth will probably look at him and be like, whatever, where's my stimulus check? But like, you don't work. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> oh, man. So, Novak, man, you want to take us into our final segment, The Curtain Call?
1: All right, let's start off by talking a little bit about Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack, as everybody knows, is a member of the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's done a lot of great things for the community. He just recently donated $350,000 to a better Chicago. He wanted to support, uh, you know, local people that were affected by the pandemic. Uh, you know, supporting the organization is definitely, a, you know, a great thing to do in the city of Chicago. Uh, we also remember that Khalil Mack also paid off a, a bunch of loud for residents in um, his hometown during the Christmas season. So Khalil's generosity uh, really speaks to the to the kind of person that he is, and you know, besides being more than just an athlete, you know, in this world, you know, really appreciative of what he's doing out there. And I think we need more people to step up like that. I mean, money is just a thing at this point. A lot of people, you know, <laughs> spend on the wrong things. I know people spend three fifty in a strip club during certain All Star <laughs> games. But uh, I think what he's doing is a great wow. thing, and I hope he keeps it up at this point.
0: Yeah, good shout out, man. Khalil Mack, man, good yeah. dude, good dude.
2: You know what, uh, guys? Maybe uh, people will leave them alone about uh not passing out candy during Halloween. Now, huh? <laughs> I don't pass out candy.
1: I mean, I think they're begging, man. I think they're begging. I don't pass out candy either at this point. You know, the kids. <laughs> mean, you know,
0: you know, I don't even be getting. I don't even getting trick or treaters. I buy candy, but nobody come over.
1: I get grown men ringing my doorbell.
0: Grown man. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, dude, I I'm fourteen. Why are you six seven? Yeah, you they know, look at me like you ain't getting no candy. <laughs> so, He's like, he like you going you, you go eat that cornbread. <laughs> I think I think keep voting.
2: You need to get off my stairs right now. <laughs> <laughs> well man, man, fellas, this was a this was a good episode, man. This this was good, man. We we hit all, all types of uh Topics and man, we we <laughs> we, we sprayed the all fields, man. So this this was great. Jules, you got anything on the way
0: out? Yeah, I just wanna say uh, you know, I, I I know this is this has been a a touchy uh topic here because people are getting sick and people are losing their lives. You guys both lost loved ones for, for due to this, this 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 coronavirus and I just wanna say to you too that you know sadness and stuff come come at the night but joy and comfort will come in the morning and and I listened to a lot of motivational uh speakers and I came across that I came across one that is is relevant uh and for this 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 day it, I'm going to uh, recite it for you it's it's from a cat named Richard Hendrix and it's called hold on to hope and it goes like this so we must pray And remember that, yes, there is fear, but it does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but it does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is even panic buying, but it does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but it does not have to be a disease of your soul. There is even death, but it always can be a rebirth of love. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. And all over this world, people are waking up to a new reality, to what really matters, and that's the love. And that's what we need out here.
2: Man, Jules, that was that was good, man. And I and I appreciate the uh, the, the words, man. Yeah, you you're definitely right, man. These are some yeah. tough times. Uh, Novak, you know, had a recent loss as well. So yeah, these these times are they've been tough for all of us. And you know, we have to you know make sure that we're all you know standing here together and being strong. But man, those words were they were very touching. I do appreciate that. Um, man, we're gonna put a pin in this episode. Uh, this is the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Spotify.